Buckle up your pant legs, zip up your hats, and attach your awkward third wheels. It's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast <laughs> about Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. We got Disney World revisits on the menu. That's right. This week, Sora mostly learns about, you know, when it is when it is and when it isn't appropriate to sort of invite yourself on your friend's dates. <laughs> to stare at them as they kiss and dance. Yeah. And, like, I think we've all been there. Uh, at some point, you know, we were like, oh, wait, I wasn't really meant to be here, but <laughs> so well, I, I put up a pretty high barrier for whether I go anywhere in the first place. So I don't know if I've ever had this problem. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Well, uh, other um, going outside Nick's like me have run into this before. <laughs> so <laughs> I I can't go outside. I'm too busy playing Kingdom Hearts, watching people play Kingdom Hearts, and thinking about Kingdom Hearts, and recording podcasts about Kingdom Hearts. That is why you have the superior Donald Duck impression. <laughs> That's why. And I'm I'm too busy looking at uh, Kingdom Hearts fan and wiki character Red Willits from the Mummy Re- the Mummy Returns. God, he is my favorite. He is my favorite person from Kingdom Hearts. I like what what game is this one even from? It doesn't even say. You sent me you sent me this one which is uh Evil Spider-Man from Spider-Man 3. It doesn't even say that he's in a Kingdom Hearts game. Um uh oh yeah, that that is <laughs> Yeah, let's It says he's in Marvel versus Super Sentai. Okay. What is that? Oh, that links to Marvel versus Capcom fan wiki. What the fuck? Well, he's definitely on the Kingdom Hearts wiki. Bully. Why is he here? Bully McGuire. <laughs> Why is he here? Get him out of here. He's in humor, humans, antagonist, humor, and three more categories. Hmm. Somewhat appropriately, Bully's hypothetical Japanese voice is the same as Eddie Brock in Spider-Man 3 and Sephiroth himself. I guess is why he's here? Hmm. His original Japanese name, Unlocalized, roughly translates to Misogynist Parker. This was changed due to the ESRB's demands. <laughs> wait, wait, the ESRB didn't want to be named Misogynist par- you Parker? Can't, you can't say Misogynist in a video game. Yeah, that's true. Not... What? I can't even make a joke out of that. That's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to close this. Okay. Eventually. That's good, because otherwise I'll be here forever. Red Willits was in <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3, The Final Battlefields. I mean, okay. No, if I I do need to talk about this fucking thing that you sent me. I have seen the face of God oh. and he was afraid. Oh, yeah. Um, Fun fact. I don't think I told you this. I found this using uh, Ironicus's fun game of searching woke on a fan wiki. <laughs> oh, no. And this was the third result. I mean, I... You know, it's the longest thing I've ever seen, so I, I can imagine that the word woke comes up in a perfectly normal context. Yeah, it looks like, on, you know, in Kingdom Hearts fan wiki, woke is usually just about waking up because people fall asleep a lot in Kingdom Hearts. True. Yeah. Here's a line. Hello, James. My name is Dr. Boring, and this is Dr. Testes. <laughs> I think I'll just start with the beginning. You are Fleetwood J. Period, an android living in the futuristic city of Zale. I've been saying it is Japeriod. Japeriod? Yeah, uh, I thought... Also, no, I'm not. Don't lie. <laughs> oh, well, no, you are Fleetwood Japeriod. I, 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 uh, I, I am Fleetwood Japeriod. You have a laser pistol and a hollow band. I have a laser pistol and a hollow band. Yeah. It's a bad... I don't think the story's any good, but it is long. 
No, and I don't know why it's on the on the Kingdom Hearts fan and wiki. Someone was like, I got in a fight with the mods on, on fanfiction.net. I, I hate AO3. I'm going to post it on Kingdom Hearts fan and wiki. I think it might be really obliquely Kingdom Hearts related, because there's parts about a man with an eye patch, and I was wondering if that was supposed to be Diz. Well, Diz doesn't have an eye patch. Diz has an eye bell. That's true. Maybe Then maybe it's uh, Zigbar. Zigbar. <laughs> there was a line about a small king. Yeah. And we all know who that is, our Lord, our Lord, Lord and Savior, I guess, King Mickey. Oh, no, sorry. That's right. I remember what it is. It says that there's a small man, and then it says, you pick him up. Thank you, sir. He squeaks. <laughs> Wait. It's gotta be Mickey. Michelle Obama? Why is she? Oh, this is the the robot test. Okay, we've done enough here. <laughs> okay. No more Kingdom Hearts fan and wiki for today. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of these revisits? I thought they were okay. I also thought they were okay. I mostly like, I think the Beauty and the Beast is best. Um, unfortunately, Mulan was not great. And I, uh, no, no, I, I, I remembered it being better just because there's characters in it. It's better than the first time we went there, but still not good. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. The rest, yeah. Pretty much, there is some fun stuff here, but it's mostly not great. Yeah, I mean, I I tacked on Agrabah, which is slightly out of order, just because I was like, what is there to say about Agrabah? <laughs> uh, Return of Jafar happened. Have you seen Return of Jafar? No? Then you're all set. Do you really? That's what happens. Do you really love to hear Homer Simpson doing a Robin Williams impression? Well, here you go. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't even remember what the other one was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was the. It was uh, Coliseum time. Oh, time for right. the games. The games. There was one funny moment in it. Yeah. Well, let's let's start with uh, Beast's Castle. We're back. Uh, Belle has her famous dress. Beast has his famous suit. We get a fun uh, wardrobe uh, jump scare. Was it when he changes back into his rags? No, no, no. Um, when we first see Belle, Belle is talking to uh, the talking... Oh, literally yeah, the wardrobe. <laughs> Madame Garderobe. But like the way the camera works, it's like it moves kind of around her. And then suddenly the wardrobe's in the frame and it's talking at you. And it kind of it kind of gave me... A, I thought you meant their clothes. No, no. I have stuff. To, I have stuff to say about that too, but no, I got jump scared by the wardrobe. Who is who is <laughs> inexplicably cross-eyed all the time? She. That's just how wardrobes are. If you were a wardrobe, you would be cross-eyed. If I was Madame Garderobe, I might be. Cross- is that her name? Yeah, I looked it up. Oh, I feel like I thought the wiki literally just said wardrobe. Well, I looked it up. I don't think it was. I don't think it was on the Kingdom Hearts wiki. I was on like a Disney wiki. You were on Beauty and the Beast fanon.fandom.com. <laughs> right. And I searched woke, and I found the wardrobe <laughs> in the war- in the woke drobe. Yeah. Uh, so Bell comes downstairs, and Beast he's all he's pacing all nervously. He says tonight's very important. Tonight's the night he's finally, hopefully, going to lose his virginity. And Goofy says, "Did we come at a bad time?" And Donald says, "Only one way to find out." And they just <laughs> run into the ballroom after them. Yeah, it's, I guess it's maybe not Sora's fault. He doesn't have the best role models. <laughs> no, but he does have one of the worst role models. It's true. Did you like how uh, we we get like the shots of the ballroom from the movie where mm-hmm. the camera's like swooshing around and we look at the chandelier and all that. But 
I don't know if they thought they would have the song, but it's just like ominous swooshing sound. We're just like looking at the chandelier and it's just whoosh. I think it's pretty clear they thought they would have a lot more Disney music when they made this game and they didn't get to use any of it. What what blew my mind though is we do hear the Beauty and the Beast dot MIDI later. Yeah, but they probably it's like you get to use it one time, so choose choose wisely. <laughs> I guess so. And they didn't choose wisely because it should have gone here when they were dancing. Yeah, uh, Zaldin is here. <laughs> uh, they fight. He says, he says, I'm here to take what's most important to Beast. And uh, after the fight, they're like, Oh God, where's Bell? Where's Bell? And she's like, I'm I'm here. We were just taking cover outside. And they're like, Huh. Then I guess Zaldin didn't take anything after all. And Beast goes, oh, shit. <laughs> I do love that Beast in relationship mode is dressed as a fancy lad. And I've always loved his fancy lad costume. It's great. Sure. Um, but fairly soon, when he's no longer in relationship mode, he will once again don his bachelor cloak. I, I love that as soon as it's fight time, he's like, Rawr! he like hulks out. The suit disappears. I wish we got to see it, like, rip off, but it just disappears, and the famous purple cape just reappears out of nowhere. Yeah, it must be a part of him or his magic. <laughs> the suit goes on over the cape. <laughs> or, yeah, it's, par- it's part of his his beastly form. That's right. Uh, yeah, but B says, sorry, Bill, you're not me. You're not actually that important to me. I gotta go. And he goes, and he, he throws a tantrum. The rose is gone. Beast immediately starts blaming Belle for this. Sora has to, like, physically step between them, which was a little bit harrowing. It was. Well, he's really mad because, like, you know, he just posted on r slash male living spaces and was just like, <laughs> check out my room. I've I've, I've uh, spruced it up with this rose, even though in the corner he's got, like, his fucking mattress on the floor and it's all dirty and beat to shit, you know? <laughs> well, not only that, he's like, check out, my, check out my living space. I've got this rose. I mean, everyone's looking at it and they're like... Hey, why why does your room look like the Tasmanian devil tore through it? Listen, that's just how I that's just how I live and um What's with all the claw marks? He's like, "Oh, I did that." Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was having a I was having a hard time in Bloodborne. Oh, okay. Oh, I got it. Got yeah. It, got it, got okay. It. Sure. Uh Bell says, "You could just get another rose." He doesn't like that. He does he does not appreciate that. I love the idea that Bell is like Oh, that, that, like, glowing rose in the little glass jar that he's always tending to? That's probably just some rose. He just likes roses. He just likes to have a rose. Yeah. Well, Get you another rose. Well, she saw all the upvotes he got. She was super happy for him. <laughs> he gets all gloomy, and he tells Belle and Sora to leave the castle. Donald and Goofy are standing there like, oh, okay. Bye, guys. Bye. We'll, we'll keep the beast company. Why were we here again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're we really we really are meandering again. I mean, I there was a there was a part that was unvoiced uh, at the very beginning when they arrive, where Beast is like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" And Sora's like, "We're trying to find a way to the Nobody World." Right, and and they're trying to stop the organization from killing their friends. I I do understand that, but <clears throat> yeah, but it, it it we are very much back in into the old like. We'll just go somewhere and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, Zaldin is here, so they were right to do so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Beast tells everyone to get out. He's a beast. He'll be a beast forever. And Sora says, uh-uh, we'll get that rose back. It's fine. Uh, 
they go back into the hallway. I think this was unvoiced, uh, where Sora asks the servants, what's the big deal with that rose anyway? And they explain, which I felt like was unnecessary because I think he already got that story. And Sora says, okay, well, we'll fight Zaldin, but Beast needs to get the rose back himself, which I guess he means literally just like physically pick it up after we beat up Zaldin. Yeah, but yeah, unclear to me why that matters, but sure. The reason that I wanted to talk about this not cutscene cutscene is that when you the w- basically what is happening here is the the servants are telling you go back to Beast for the next cutscene, and the way that they get that across is if you talk to Chip, the little the little teacup boy, he goes, "Why did Master yell at Bell? Would you mind asking him for me?" <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, Beast, what was up with that? Oh, well, you know. Well, you know, if you're not going to do, like, uh, map markers, you got to let people know where to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you... I can't remember how much of this was in the in the cutscenes. Uh, did you get the part where Sora, like, gives Beach... <laughs> Beach? <laughs> gives Beast a speech about how he sucks? I think I did, yeah. He's like, Beast, your courage used to inspire all of yes. us. And now, now look at you, running away. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I thought it was an okay speech. I mean, he's, he's not wrong. It's just funny to hear it coming from Sora. Fair enough, yeah. From a child to a beast man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, uh, Beast, is his resolve is firmed. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick Zaldin's ass. This is my castle, damn it. Uh... And he's he's waiting out in the entrance hall for them. He's got the rose. Uh, he says he wants Kingdom Hearts, and that's why he needs Beast's Heartless and his nobody, mm-hmm. because Kingdom Hearts will allow them to fi- finally exist completely. Uh, I think he takes off his hood here. We see his beautiful dreads. That's right. I'm always, I'm, you know, I'm really sad Disney's too cowardly to let us ever see a nobody of a Disney character. I really, I really fucking want to see Beast's nobody and his Heartless. Yeah. I mean, because we get, we get quote-unquote Scar's heartless. It's just Scar. But it's just Scar. Yeah. Because he's so evil. No good. And we get Oogie Boogie's heartless, but it's just a house. <laughs> was that his heartless? I don't know. Yeah, it was something. <laughs> Who could possibly know? Yeah. Who could possibly know what they were thinking when they said, and then Oogie Boogie becomes his house. I still think it's cool cause, like as a fight, but yeah, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um... Yeah, they 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 go outside. Uh, they chase after him, but he he kind of disappears. And they they look up at uh, Belle's balcony, and Goofy sees her sighing, and he and he just starts like waving at her for no reason. And she looks down and is like, "Oh, hey, Goofy." <laughs> and she's like, "I think he I think he's trying to get her attention and be like, come out here." I I was a little unclear on what exactly was going on. She just seemed excited to see Goofy. Yeah, well, I'm always excited to see Goofy. <laughs> Belle, you just saw him, but that's fine. Uh, she turns to run downstairs, but she she finds the rose is just sitting right next to her. And she's like, oh, hey, guys, I got the rose. And then Zaldan just pops out <laughs> and just grabs her and jumps away. Uh, yeah, that was really great. Zaldan is a master tactician. Something you need to know about Zaldin that I don't know if it will have come across from cutscenes alone that I think will make a little bit more sense of him being up here and about this jump. He's the Dragoon. That's his thing. Oh, uh, okay. Got it. He's the Final Fantasy jumping spear man. He's got a bunch of spears. 
and he jumps really, really high, and this boss fight against him is awful. Well, his, is his power, like, weather or something? Uh, he's wind. Wind, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, when he summoned all of his, his uh, spears, I went, six? <laughs> six? Yeah. I, I, um... I don't. I don't think I usually get too much into talking about the content of the boss battles, mm-hmm. but there is one thing that's worth saying about Zaldin's fight. Okay, there's two. Uh, I'll I'll start with the the less interesting one, which is that uh, Sora has a reaction command where if you mash triangle, it's a it's a command called learn, where Sora just learns how to jump really high. <laughs> oh, sick. So you can just like charge up your your dragoon jump and then do like fifty dragoon jumps with the keyblade like a spear, amazing, which is pretty dope. Uh, the other thing is that Zaldan flies on like a chain of spears and they become a big dragon that shoots a laser out of the mouth. Hmm, which is pretty cool. And also, it looks really fucking funny if you just like freeze frame his lances as they become like eight feet wide. <laughs> <laughs> oh great i would like to see it that it's very silly um anyway this fight fucking sucks they're on the bridge where riku fought shion in days um i i i don't remember if i talked about this in days though i i like that we are obviously this game came out first but we're kind of seeing the culmination of the missions because this is what roxas and zaldin were doing at beast castle right was like right scouting for this exact thing how do we turn Beast into a Heartless? No, totally. I, I do like that we did it that way, because it is interesting for me to see what was actually happening. Yeah, and that will that will come up into one of the few interesting things about Agrabah, but we'll get there. Oh. Um, uh, Zaldin is kind of taunting Beast. He's like, who should I leave behind? Bell or the Rose? And then Bell elbows him in the stomach and runs away with the Rose. Yeah, he didn't see that. Co- that was not a possibility he had planned for i'll be honest i've seen this cutscene before i always forget that that happens it's pretty funny so (laughs) i i also didn't see it coming uh then they fight and then zaldin's dead bye yeah bye zaldin i have a secret ansem report oh i don't remember i didn't write down context for when this one is but it's the fourth so it's an early one i think all that that means is that this is before he goes to castle oblivion Got the it. distant days spent in that beautiful paradise are an illusion to me now. How long have I been here banished to the realm of nothingness? It is only by relying upon my anger and hatred that I have been able to retain my sense of self here, where ex- where all existence is nullified. Relatable. Hmm. My heart is being overcome with hatred toward my apprentices, possessed by the darkness and with the anger I feel for stupidly allowing myself to be betrayed. Is this darkness eating away at my heart? I cannot continue to idle away my time here. What are Xehanort and the others attempting to do? I must unravel the mystery of these Ansem's reports. That is my mission. The only way to repay the world for my sins. Those beings who lack hearts, the heartless, must be the key. The darkness of the heart made flesh. Cursed shadows who not only lack hearts, but multiply by seizing hearts from any and all living things. Where have they come from and where are they going? Three elements combine to create a life. A heart, a soul, and a body. But what if the soul and body left behind when the heart is lost? When the soul leaves the body, its vessel, life gives way to death. But what about when the heart leaves? A being does not perish when its heart leaves its body. The heart alone disappears into the darkness. There is little time. If I remain in this realm much longer, 
I will certainly learn these answers the hard way. My heart is already a captive of the darkness. Hmm. Hmm. I I got halfway through this and I was thinking uh, this they could have not said any of this. <laughs> but I think that stuff at the, at the end was pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, it is interesting that apparently um, our good friend Jim the Wise is out there trying to undermine his old students. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like a good teacher. Like a good teacher. Um no, that's that that's very interesting. <laughs> it's interesting that he specifically calls out that becoming a heartless and a nobody is not death. Yeah, that is interesting. Um because I had kind of always thought people were dead when that happened to them. I guess not. I need to go back to my Sora watching people die <laughs> tally and cut out the guy in Traverse Town at the beginning of the first game. <laughs> I mean I guess it is like, yeah, like he didn't technically die. He transformed into something else. So they just need to kill that heartless, mm-hmm. grab the heart, and just shove it back in his body. Yeah, and he'll be great. <laughs> Good as and he'll new. He'll say thank you. He can go back to looking like fucking Geppetto or something. <laughs> I mean, whatever he did for a living. That is kind of what the no the organization's trying to do, right? Is just shove their hearts back inside their bodies. That is exactly what they're trying to do. So, yeah, could work. Uh, the the other thing that I think is interesting about this, anytime we hear about the uh, the soul, mm-hmm. my uh, my brain activates because it's something we really don't talk about much. Um, but yeah, this is this is the most explicit confirmation that we've ever had that the soul is like what makes someone alive at all. Like, right. a nobody has a soul, crucially. If it didn't, it wouldn't be walking around. Right. Right. So when a person normally dies, which has never, ever, ever happened in Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> uh, the soul leaves the body. Have we seen anyone just normally die? I guess everyone that Sora kills. Sean Yu. Yeah, Sean Yu and, and, all, the no- and all the nobodies that he kills, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is that is that answer report. Hmm. Um not not the most interesting, but there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. Uh, Bell returns the rose to Beast. He apologizes and thanks her and all that. Uh, they dance to Beauty and the Beast.midi, and everyone talks about how epic Bell is. And then Sora just, like, stares at them and says, cool. Yeah, this is where I sent you the screenshot saying that Sora, Donald, and Goofy are doing MST3K about them dancing. because they're basically like it's their backs you're you're behind them with the camera just watching them watch a disney movie basically so (laughs) they really are uh (laughs) i do think it's kind of interesting uh beauty and the beast uh in kingdom hearts it's not my favorite of the worlds but i do think it's kind of cool that instead of watching the movie happen there's so many of them where it's like Sora and friends just do their thing and they beat the boss and then there's a cutscene where they're like, and then the plot of the movie was resolved for whatever reason. I think it's kind of interesting that everything that's happened in Beauty and the Beast in these games is kind of like in the middle of the movie. Yeah, this is arguably its own, yeah, intermission, at least. Yeah, like she was already living in the castle in Kingdom Hearts 1 and... You know, they they haven't fallen in love, and the rose is still in play, and he doesn't become a man again. So it's like, maybe in Kingdom Hearts 4. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, 
Hopefully not. I, I've had it with these characters. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm over it. I'm with you where I think they are. So, it has been some of the better stuff, I think, but it's still not that great. If if they're not going to bring in like her dad and Gaston, then I don't want to see more of this. Yeah, yeah. Why haven't we seen Gaston? I mean, realistically, I think it's just probably hardware limitations they they try not to have too many characters they try to keep everything fairly constrained to one place fair enough but gaston can show up at the castle he in fact does in a pretty fun and climactic scene spoilers i haven't seen it in a long time (laughs) oh is that a spoilers work now (laughs) (laughs) spoilers for my memory i forgot oh god they go back to the uh, the burned village in China. That's beauty. I have nothing else to say about Beast Castle. Yeah. They go back to the burned down village in China, and they just walk in, and they're like, well, another beautiful day. <laughs> was this, was this, was this voice? Did you, did you get this part? Uh, when they come back to the burned down village? Um, yeah. I don't think it was, was it? I think I basically just catch up with them when they start chasing the guy. Okay, yeah, no, there. <laughs> it's a very weird intro because when they arrive in Land of Dragons, they're just like in the burned village and they just walk into the village. Everything is still like partially on fire. There's nobody living here. And they're just like, well, I wonder how Mulan's doing. <laughs> and then she runs up. Yeah, uh, she shows up and says, hey. Uh, I'm chasing that guy in the black coat. And they go, we're also chasing that guy in the black coat. I did think it was funny, by the way. We didn't see Mushu once. Yeah, Mushu's Mushu's done. Mushu's back with the other elder spirits, I guess. He's not, though. He Like, Mulan's, like, special attacks are all using Mushu. <laughs> oh, well, that's weird, then. It's weird. You're When you're fighting, like, through the world and th- fighting all the Heartless, you hear Mushu go, like, Foot China! Well, I guess you didn't have anything good to say. <laughs> when does he ever? That's fair. Uh, they chase Blackcoat Guy up the mountain. Uh, she says that she heard a rumor that there was a spy in black in the mountains, so that's why she's up here. We see more of those cute little bird heartless again, uh, because it was, you know, it was fun when we did a big fight on the mountain the first time. Why not do it again? Don't the characters literally say, oh no, this again? <laughs> I think they do. I think Donald does, and it's like, yeah, yeah, good point. Why are we doing this again? There's another like wave of heartless rolling down the mountain, and Sora sees Black Coat guy. It's it's worth mentioning. Sora's the only one who sees him right now. Right. Uh, the others are all. I guess it's because the the others needed to be distracted with by the heartless fight. So yeah. Sora's the only one who sees Black Coat guy, and he's like, I'm gonna fight you. But then Black Coat Guy pulls out Soul Eater. Hey, it's Riku. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely... I thought maybe I was being tricked. Nope. But it is just Riku, it turns out. It's just Riku. He's here. Uh, he does fight Sora. Right. Which is unnecessary. I guess he was defending himself, to be fair to him. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh... It's it's one of those where like you don't you don't beat him in the fight once once the health goes down a certain amount Riku's just like all right I'm getting out of here <laughs> uh, and yeah everyone catches back up to Sora and he he doesn't tell them right he doesn't tell them that he's pretty sure that was Riku um, 
And then a gigantic dragon heartless flies out of the snow and toward the city. I really thought we were going to get another fucking avalanche. They really made it seem like it was I thought we might, yeah. I I will say I do like this dragon heartless. I thought it looked pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I liked the... um, I liked the, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of inane uh, wiki words, mm-hmm. uh, as as with Clayton gets crucified. Right. Uh, let me pull up what the Kingdom Hearts wiki had to say about this heartless because it did make me laugh. Oh boy. <laughs> Hopefully, it's actually good. No, I bet it is. Here it is. The Storm Rider's name refers to the electricity it generates, similar to lightning storms. Rider refers to the fact that it rides the wind. Wow! No shit. <laughs> wow fucking god damn thanks wiki uh god i love a wiki yeah i do fucking love wikis anyway <laughs> so that's that's the lore uh so what happens oh yeah they're like okay we need to go warn the emperor we cut to riku kicking shang's ass <laughs> yeah we sure do uh, but we don't we don't see what happens after that. They get back to the city, but everything's chill. And then we see the three funny guys, uh, and they say that a guy in a black coat went into the palace. And they say, "Uh oh, uh, oh, you wouldn't have gotten any of this. None of this was voiced, I don't think, or was it? Did you get the pole, the climbing? I got the pole climbing. I didn't get the funny guys. Yeah, the funny guys were here. The pole climbing was extremely unnecessary and extremely. We did this because it was in the movie, right? It's like a callback to. But at this point, Mulan should be a pro at climbing pole. It was so weird because she's like, "Oh, the 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 gate to the palace, the big door is locked. Let's go in through the roof, I guess." Right. So she's like, "Yeah, everyone climb up the pole," and Goofy and Donald climb up, and Sora climbs up, and then Mulan starts climbing up. But then she starts to fall, and Sora's like, no, Mulan! And she, But she catches herself, and she keeps climbing. And it's very, like, why is Mulan the only one who had a hard time climbing the pole? <laughs> yeah, she's kind of the last... It should have been Donald Duck who had trouble climbing the pole. Yeah, why would he be good at it? Yeah. Obviously, Goofy's good at everything. Yeah. Unless Donald Sora, can suddenly fly like he should be able to, then... Um... <laughs> oh, God. If he's, he just starts flying and in one game and he's just like i never i never said i couldn't did you hear me think about doing the voice and then i did hear that yeah um it was because i knew i was gonna say the word never and i still can't do the fucking n it's hard to do i would love to i would really love to see him flap his little wings and fly around though god that'd be so good yeah come on he just needs like a propeller beanie that's the one missing piece yeah like most ducks have yeah you're right (laughs) That's not what I meant. I know. <laughs> I meant he's so close. He just needs one additional piece of flying equipment, like a propeller beam. Like, okay. All right. You're right. I'm back Great. on board. I've convinced you. <laughs> anyway, Mulan starts to fall, and Sora's like, no, even though they're like two feet off the ground. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what he was so worried about. <laughs> she just started climbing. It, it would be like if she jumped, and as as she starts to come back down, Sora's like, no, Mulan! Well, she's got bad knees. You're gonna hurt those she's knees. She's got bad knees. What was she thinking? They get in through the roof, and they approach the man in black, and Sora says, hey, Riku, is that you? And he takes off his hood, and he says, as if. Yeah. Never heard of him. I love Zigbar. We love Zigbar. It's so good to see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it turns out the two black coat men were here at the same time. 
it gets confusing. I think this is the first time Sora sees his face. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, which is good news because now we get to see Zigbar's face anytime he's in a cutscene. Yeah, which is, yeah, I, I always want to be seeing his face. His cool, his cool gray streaks mm-hmm. through his long black ponytail. Yeah, it's a choice for sure. I would love to know because we really haven't described most of these characters at all. <laughs> I would love to know if anyone has been listening to this and doesn't know what Zigbar looks like. Oh yeah, please, please let me know how you've been envisioning Zigbar and how far off you were from eye patch and a long black and gray striped ponytail. I would guess not that close. <laughs> It'd be weird if you were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Zigbar then, he summons some nobodies to fight them, and he runs away in a silly style. Sure does. I'm glad he's not dead, though. <laughs> I'm also glad he's not dead. I love the shot of him just in the background, just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, probably because he he knows very well that uh, Sora has killed a lot of the organization now. Yeah. Yeah, they really need to stop underestimating this child. That's, I think he was the one saying that at the at the round room. Yeah, Zigbar like Zigbar has a better head on his shoulders. It seems like yes, and a good face, and a great face. <laughs> uh, they go and they check on Shang and the Emperor afterwards. They're fine. Uh, they warn him about the giant heartless, and the Emperor says, "Oh, there was a young man in a black coat who was here earlier." And Sora says, "Oh, was his name Riku?" Oh, I don't think this is voiced. You didn't get this, did no, you? No, I got this part too. Yeah. Okay, this was a this was a funny moment because uh, the emperor says he didn't say his name. He was very rude, <laughs> and Sora says, "Oh, so it was Riku." Yep, thank God. Ah, <laughs> oh, Riku's alive. <laughs> He's alive and rude. Uh, I like I like this though. I always I always say that I I like when Kingdom Hearts characters are wrong about things. Yes. I like that Don and the Goofy are like, oh shit, is Riku in the organization? Why would he do that? Yeah, I thought it was funny that they even thought this was a possibility. Well, I know what you're thinking. Because Mickey also has a black coat. Is that what you were thinking? Well, uh, not even that. I just, just like, yeah. Well, yeah, why is being in a black coat enough for them to think that he's in the organization? Yeah. I mean, everyone they've ever seen in a black coat is in, an or- is in the organization, except Mickey, but there's one key difference. What's that? Mickey's hood has ears. That's true, but... Re- the ears of justice. Riku's might have ears. I hadn't thought about it that way. Oh my god. We usually I, see I don't him. think this is the first time we've imagined K- Kingdom Hearts characters having a set of Mickey Mouse ears. No, definitely not. I'm thinking about it all, all the time. <laughs> God, it would have been so good if if Riku was like, my black coat needs to protect me from the darkness and to make it harder for the organization to follow me. There's no reason it can't have ears. Yeah, to designate me as a good boy. Yeah, because it's uh, my I'm my big my my best friend, the king. I just want to emulate him as much as I can. <laughs> he loves the king. Yeah, and I and you. That's right. Uh, so. The Heartless starts attacking, and they go fight it, and they fight it. Uh, that's that. They win. Oh, no, wait, that's not that. Because when they beat the Heartless, there's a little cutscene where it slowly... I don't like what they did to Mulan in this game. No. The big Heartless starts to, like, slowly crash its way to the ground, and Mulan just stands there frozen in place like, 
uh-oh. And then Shang is like, no, Mulan, don't just die. Yeah, the Mulan, yeah, they, they, they did Mulan very dirty in this game. She's just standing there, and Shang pulls her out of the way, and she's like, oh, sorry, I don't know why I was standing there. Yeah, Shang just sort of gets, they sort of just get crushed anyway, it, it appears, but... Yeah, but he's wearing armor or whatever, and she's not. Right, uh, perfect. Okay. And then they hold hands, and there's literal fireworks, and that's that. And, of course, Sora and Goofy linger too long and stare at two people having an intimate <laughs> moment. Uh, they go back inside. The Emperor tells them how epic they are, and he offers them a reward. And Donald probably—we don't actually know what Donald is thinking, but it's probably gems. Gems, money. Uh, but Goofy— Goofy's stomach growls in a big cartoon, like, it, like, gets big and round. Yeah, that part was weird to me. I, I I was like, okay, he's hungry. Wait, why is his tummy so big now? They really don't do that kind of stuff in Kingdom Hearts, so when it does happen, it's really weird. Yeah. Because this is Kingdom Hearts, which means that there's probably lore to why that happened. <sighs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it's on Nomura's whiteboard. That's def- justify Goofy's stomach getting big. Yes, this is um he had indigestion. Yeah. I hope that's all it is. Yeah, he wasn't thinking I would like some food. He was thinking I would like some tums. That's right. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. But Sora lets them down. He says, "I just want to know what the guy in black told you." Uh and they're they're both very sad at that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, why? Oh, yeah, because they wanted at least some money or something. Which is, I, you know, Sora's really not smart. We know this about him. Sometimes we love this about him. Yeah. I think I think the Emperor probably would have told you that for free. <laughs> he probably would have, yeah. You could have gotten some food or something. Yeah, say, can we have one gem and one hamburger? And they're like, what's a hamburger? And then Sora will explain. Yep. And he will he will have the finest Imperial chef's. Uh, make a hamburger for Sora. For Goofy, rather. <laughs> Sora just eats it and Goofy watches. And then while over over dinner, over burgers, Sora would say, hey, by the way, what did, the, what did that guy tell you? And he'd be like, oh, well, you see. You're right. It's a perfect plan. Um... <laughs> Although it would be very funny if Sora was thinking of this and he's like, I'll get a sick reward and then I'll ask him what I really want. And he's like, what did the guy tell you? And he's like, I'm not going to fucking tell you. Yeah, you got one thing, bud. <laughs> I told you you could ask for one thing. Uh, but he he explains, this was kind of weird, but also kind of cool. I kind of really like this, actually. The Emperor is like, this land is called the Land of Dragons because we receive many gifts uh, from the dragons, both to man and to nature. Uh, and I think I think he says, like, the, the dragon that, like, sleeps under the mountain, it got heartless by by the other man in the black coat, I think. Yeah, he does say that. Yeah, so that that's like their their like guardian dragon that uh, Zigbar turned into a heartless. I have to assume that means that he like trolled it. What what he did to Beast, you know, or what Zaldin did to Beast. Right, right. <laughs> I forgot he, that's like, what it means. He stole the dragon's Game Boy or something. Yeah, how do you do that to a dragon? I hadn't even thought about that at all. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we've also seen that things can become heartless by being attacked by heartless. That's true. The so heartless can, he, like, erode them or whatever, yeah. Yeah, maybe he just summoned a bunch of heartless on it. Um, maybe. But yeah, uh, he says, So the man in black came to warn us about the danger, 
And then he kicked Shang's ass. And Shang <laughs> is very embarrassed at that. Uh, but then they're like, well, wait, why, why didn't, uh, why didn't your army fight the Heartless? What, what happened? And he's like, oh, well, he told us actually that the situation had changed because three wise guys had arrived. I love that that's how Riku thinks of his friends. <laughs> All that this needed was Sora being like, oh, he thinks we're wise. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's perfect. That is how, that is what Sora would think. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Goofy again is like, but why would he be hanging out with the organization? And Sora's like, well, the important thing is that he's okay and seemingly not evil. Correct. Uh, the Emperor asks if Mulan has a request, and she like very awkwardly asks if Shang can have a vacation. Can we go on a date, please? And he says, no. Right, yeah, this was weird. It's like, no, actually, no, you guys can't have any private time. Sorry. That That's the one thing that you can't have. Yeah. Only if Sora's but- there and he gets to watch. <laughs> Yeah, he, she's like, can Shang have a vacation? And the Emperor turns to Sora and is like, are you are you guys sticking around? Yeah. No, sorry, we gotta go. Then I'm afraid the answer is no. <laughs> uh, but he says, no, he can't have a vacation, but you can have a job. You can work for me. And she's like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. God, yeah, I love it when my bosses, when I'm like, can I go on a vacation? They're like, no, but you could you work more. Hours. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Great. All right. I'm going to check the Imperial email. Yep. (laughs) I got to get on my big throne, check some email. Admittedly, I think in context, Mulan probably would have been very, very honored to be able to serve as the Emperor's bodyguard. However, also, let Shang take a vacation, you asshole. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. And Shang and Mulan smile at each other and have a little moment. And Sora Sora is fully crying. Yeah, I thought that was a big reaction. It was a little much. I was I was actually kind of surprised that the reaction was here and not for like Beast and Bell. Considering like he's known Beast since the first game. That's a good point. I guess he's just he's very emotional since he saw Riku. That's right. He's just feeling a little weepy. I get it. I've yeah. been there. Uh that's Land of Dragons. It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. It's a little nothing, unfortunately, but I did like getting to see Riku and Zigbar. Yeah, I mean, it's... I just don't... Why did we do the avalanche again? (laughs) I don't know. They had no ideas. Very clearly. Yeah, it's weird, because, like, I I don't know how much you will have seen of it, but there's, there's, like, some cool stuff not on the mountain. Like, there's the camp area, there's the... The, like, forest where they met Mulan. There's the mountain itself. Like, the the lower, like, rockier part of the mountain, not the snowy part. There's, like, a lot of cool settings here. And the mountain is kind of the only one that they cared about. And the the city. Yeah, I didn't get to really see any of that stuff. Yeah, it's too bad. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, We go to the underworld. (laughs) I'm looking in my notes to see how much of of this there was. I feel like the underworld is kind of nothing, too. Yeah, it's kind of nothing, but there is a lot going on. Yeah, Oren is here. Um, he literally just, like, walks up to Sora and is like, Hey, remember me? Hi, this is my story, but also uh, your story. He says, he tells them about the Underdrome, and he explains that Zeus locked it up because he hates violence, which is just classic Zeus. Yeah, Zeus, if there's one thing I know about Zeus, is he he 
doesn't like violence. He doesn't like anything bad happening to anybody. <laughs> He's really nice, really He's caring super, and gentle. Super good dude. Uh, so Oren said. Oren says that some fool must have broken the seal, and I think that Sora sincerely does not know that he did it. No, absolutely not. He seems genuinely confused. <laughs> uh, they they catch up to Hercules and Meg, who are also here. Uh, Hercules is still very mopey and out of it um, since the last time. He does not think he's a hero anymore or whatever. Uh, Hades says that uh, Hercules needs to compete in the Ultimate Games to determine who deserves the title of Ultimate Hero. And if he doesn't, then he'll never see Meg again. And Hercules is like, all right, fine. All right, fine, whatever, weirdo. Uh, Orin is also competing in the Hades Cup. Uh, I There's something I need to say about the, the way that this goes, because unlike in the first game with the Coliseum stuff where the... A lot of a lot of the like descriptions of the matches are just like on a text panel when you start a fight. In this one, Donald and everyone else, Donald is like looking at the bracket on the on the board, and he's like, "Whack, we're up against Bad Alert this time." What? It's really weird to see him like calling out the heartless team names yeah what i yeah i didn't get to see any of that i'm kind of sad bad alert that's like six heartless what will we do oh man so they they compete in the first fight and then they come back and pain and panic tell them to get ready for the semifinals (laughs) it's a very small tournament yeah well i mean Hades doesn't have a lot of... Yeah, Hades doesn't have a lot of dudes, because I think they killed all of them in the previous game, so... <laughs> yes, so he's the, he's the god of the dead. He should have so many zombies. It's true, he should have more people. I, I mean, mean, I guess in... This is Hercules. They're all just, like, sad, mopey ghosts who made me really scared. Yeah, it's not like Auron's the only dead Final Fantasy character. That's true. <laughs> there should be yeah. more. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of characters that I know die that it wouldn't be a spoiler to say, and I'm not. I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, they they're fighting, but Her- Hercules is fighting with them, but he's kind of just like moping through it all and not really contributing. <laughs> right. Uh, and they. I think it's time. I think it's the finals. I think they. There. I mean, it's it's three matches. <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's the finals now. Uh and Oren is their opponent and he's he's glowing all weird. And they they follow him back into the uh back into the, the underworld itself and he's talking to Hades and he's he's being really weird. He's like my existence is inexcusable. I must do everything I can to atone. And Hades like z- saps his free will energy or something yeah i wasn't clear on this either he puts it in a little Oren figurine yeah he made a cute little doll i was trying to i was trying to remember is that a thing in the in the movie is there like a meg statue that he has (sighs) there might be a little Meg. i don't really remember that it has been a while i might just be thinking of hercules being an action figure I, i yeah i remember that Hard to say. It's been a while. I feel like he does, uh, like, a, I feel like the only thing I can think of like that is, like, he makes, like, a little Meg out of fire to illustrate how he trapped her or something, I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, Oren's, like, hypnotized or whatever. 
they they tell Hercules about it. He says, yeah, he Orin's free will is probably inside of that little statue. Uh, so he agrees to fight Orin one-on-one and draw out the fight so they have time to look for the statue. They go, they find the statue. This scene is really, really stupid because Sora grabs it and gets electrocuted. And Goofy's like, oh, are you okay? And he grabs Sora and gets electrocuted. And then Donald just walks his classic Donald Duck ass into the scene. You're really not supposed to touch somebody if they're touching an electric fence. You know, this is something everybody should know. And yeah, Donald's just like, okay, so Sora touched it and got zapped. Goofy touched Sora and got zapped. I think I know what I should do. And he grabs Sora and starts getting zapped. Well, he doesn't want to get left out. (laughs) That's right. Uh, and they hear Oren's voice saying stuff that he probably says to Jekt or something. I I didn't write down what any of it is. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't remember what it was either. Um, He's just saying stuff like, no, you can't. That, don't do that. Oh, yeah, it's like all of his worst moments, I think, from Final Fantasy X. Yeah. You will never invent the Jekt shot. <laughs> I don't think he was around for most of Jekt's Blitzball career, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, he wasn't the team manager? No. no. Oh, I may have severely misjudged the plot of Final Fantasy X. I would, that would be great if it was just about uh, a, a guy trying to follow in his dad's footsteps as a blitzball player. I mean, kind of, but that's not the main plot. He certainly got the alcoholism to be a team manager. <laughs> that's true. And the cool little glasses, which he is missing during this part. And maybe that's, maybe that's, I was kind of wondering, like, why is he around? Why is he still hanging around in the underworld? And I guess he probably lost his cool little glasses. <laughs> that's why he, Sora's like, what's going on, Orin? Can't you remember us? He's like, I, I can't, I can't see you. I don't know who you are. Sorry. I, I don't have 20, 20 vision. In fact, uh, I'm not allowed <laughs> to, I'm not allowed to drive without my glasses. These are prescription sunglasses. I need to find them. <laughs> Uh, so Sora yeah. says, "Oh, Orin's memories must be in this, and without those, it, that's he. That is not he. That's the memories are what make us who we are, or whatever is the theme of this themes." And then they get ambushed by nobodies, but the nobodies get ambushed by Heartless, and they're like, "All right, we'll just leave then." <laughs> yeah, this is very weird. Yeah, the the little dog heart, Heartless come in and start biting the nobodies, and it's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> All right. I guess we won't have a fight now. No problem. (laughs) Something I should mention about this part of the game is that um, the first time we're in the underworld, I don't think this is the case. But when you come back, uh, there is a skateboard in every room. Huh? I guess these are just like really long, like chambers and tunnels and corridors. And maybe like during playtesting, people just got bored running through them. So well, they just give you a skateboard? Skating is the devil's sport. That's right. So yeah, you can you can heel flip your way through the underworld. Radical. Pretty good. Uh it you know, it's always a good sign when the developers seemingly were like, ah shit, this is not fun, is it? Yeah, I, it was always like, why is it still in the game? If you guys know it's not fun, why am I still doing it? Yeah, this is really one of those things where I'm like, they probably ran out of time. <laughs> yeah, it was too late. They're like, well, I guess it's just not going to be fun for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I do remember reading an interview with Nomura saying that the uh, Thousand Heartless battle at Hollow Bastion, he was like, there's no way that's going to end up in the game. Like, we need to cut that. 
But the team was like, no, 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 we're putting that in the fucking game. And he was like, holy shit. So I assume that they they spent way too long working on that and uh, forgot to make the Underworld fun. Well, you're going to need to play the games. That's the fun part. And then you have to wander around for a while. But you know what? You know what I remember from when I was a kid? I remember the Thousand Heartless battle. You know what I don't remember? Being bored in the Underworld. So I guess it's fine in the end. Yeah. Uh, they get back, they give Orin his free will and all that, uh, right, right as he's about to kill Hercules, by the way, <laughs> he remembers everything, uh, he tells Hades to fuck off and such. Yeah, he's really beating the shit out of Hercules with his big sword, and it is like, wow, I guess Orin is, I mean, Orin is very strong, that is the thing that is his defining characteristic, I would say, but it's surprising that he's even stronger than a demigod. Yeah, well, Hercules is he's he's sad right now. He's not glowing gold. Oh, that's true. That. He's sad and tired. He's yeah, yeah. Okay. He is tired. That's true. He has been getting. Although, how much time has passed? The Colosseum is destroyed. Unclear. Phil Phil did not let him stop training this whole time. Right. Well, I think it's that Hades has continued to send people to like attack the populace. Would be my guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So Hades says, "Okay, well." Time for me to do it my way. And he grabs Meg and throws her into the river Styx. And Hercules jumps in to save her, like in movie. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Feel I feel like I've done this before. Uh, they try to fight Hades, but same as earlier, the first time they were here, they can't hit him when they're in the underworld. But then Hades, uh, nope. But then Hercules <laughs> reappears and he's got Meg and he's glowing gold. And he says, thanks for helping me rediscover my heroism. And he says he says the movie line about doing crazy things when you're in love, and Hades yep. is not happy. He's not happy. He's red. That's right. Um, yeah. And then Hades takes a little dip. Do they throw him in? Oh yeah, they do. They do throw him into the river. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. It is a bummer. They don't do the fun gag of his hair going out like from the movie. If you're gonna do the thing from the movie, do the hair going out. But maybe they couldn't <laughs> animate that easily. Oh God, that's that is entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they be Hades. Uh, they, oh my god! Afterwards, Sora's like asking Orin, like, "What will you do now?" And he's like, "Well, I'm free from the underworld, but I have no, I I have no one left to be a guardian for. So maybe it's time to shape my own story." And then he goes, "I suppose I should thank you." Not at all. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> he tells Sora, uh, say what you mean, and he says, thanks for meddling, and then he walks away smirking. The smirk looks very goofy. It's kind of like a like a DreamWorks face that he's making. <laughs> he's he kind of doing away. DreamWorks face. Yeah. I think he has his glasses again. Yeah, well, that you know, he accomplished his mission. Or maybe I made that up. They go back to the ruins of the Colosseum. Uh, Sora teases them about being in love because this is all he's doing in this part of the game. <laughs> yeah, the theme is... The theme is Sora is a third wheel. Three times, so nine wheels in total. That's right. Uh, Phil says that Hercules is going to put him out of a job if he keeps being so epic or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. He's just complaining. Yeah, Sora and Donald get in his face and they're like, are we true heroes yet? Are we true heroes yet? And he says, look, 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 guys. If I if if it was up to me, I would get you declared heroes in a second, but I don't make the rules. You guys are junior heroes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then they they look up at the sky, and there's constellations of Sora, Donald, and Goofy in the stars. Yeah, and we get... And I think Phil starts crying. Uh, yeah, he does start crying, which I didn't really understand that reaction at all. 
I was hoping you would understand it because I didn't either. Is he is he humiliated that he said that they're not true heroes and they clearly are? Is he happy? Is he proud of them? I think in the movie he cries when that happens with Hercules because he's so proud. So maybe he's proud again, but it doesn't really make sense for me to be proud of these guys. Although he did, I don't know. He oversaw he did, a lot of barrel hitting. I was say, he did show them how to hit boxes and barrels. So. Yeah, and that's something that Sora carries with him always. Yeah. How did you guys beat Hades? Well, I just imagined he was a barrel. Every time I murder a, a nobody, I'm thinking of a barrel. <laughs> Picture them as a barrel getting smashed into another barrel. <laughs> uh, Agrabah time. How much is there to say about this one, even? Not oh, a, not there is one thing I want to say before Agrabah, actually, because I don't know what this was. I don't know if this is a final mix thing. I have no idea. There's a little gummy ship scene where Chip and Dale say, there's a strange reading we're picking up. It gets stronger every time you go and help people in the different worlds. We're going to keep looking into this and we'll let you know. I assume that's Kingdom Hearts. I'm really not sure. I don't. I honestly don't know. It might be something completely inconsequential. It might be like, oh, now you can go to the Garden of Assemblage and do the the data fights or so. I don't know. I would. I would. So, think, I would think it's just that like Kingdom Hearts is getting stronger, right? Every time they go, they kill more Heartless. So Kingdom Hearts is getting stronger. That's, that's, that's what I would think. But that also feels like the obvious thing that they would just know that that's what it is. So yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. <sighs> well, they we'll, don't know we'll where. Keep it an eye is. out for that. They don't know where it is, and I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah, it might it might actually be something to do with how they end up finding the world that never was. Oh, uh, yeah. there we go. If so, we'll probably get more of that next time or the time after it. Uh, yeah, Jafar returns of... He sure does. Um, Iago, he... Maybe he good, maybe he's not... Yeah, they they go to they they appear in the merchant's store. I don't know if you got the shot of them like sci-fi materializing in front of him, which was weird. I did not. I've always imagined that the gummy ship lands, but I guess it does not. They have a Star Trek transporter. Oh. Is Jiminy back operating the transporter? <laughs> I don't know. He's he's the uh he's the Scotty of of yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Jiminy beams him down and then he goes and spends time doing weird stuff on the holodeck. <laughs> uh, they're in the merchant's shop, though. Did you get to see the merchant's shop at all? Uh, a bit, because I saw... I mean, I saw it's Jafar... It's completely come to- gilded. Oh. Yeah, I only saw it for like a second where like the where he's like running out of the shop. Oh my god, yeah. it is It is gold from floor to ceiling. Wow, he's doing great. He's doing really well. Uh, and that'll come up later in a hilarious moment. Um, and they're like, oh, your, your shitty old shop is now made of gold. Uh, have you seen the organization? And he says, uh-uh. And then Aladdin runs in and says, don't let him get away. That guy released Jafar. And Iago is here. And he says, uh, what, what happens? Aladdin is like, if you don't, if you know anything about where Jafar is and you don't tell me, I'm never speaking to you again. And Iago's like, okay, go to the desert ruins. Uh, is, is his shop gold because he wished for that from Jafar? No. No, he's just I'm really guessing successful. you didn't get the explanation for why his shop is gold then. I did not, no. Ooh, that's the only good thing here. So we'll, we'll get there in a little bit. 
Uh, the desert ruins have a big sandstorm around them, which really serves no purpose except to create a reason for Genie to be in this game. Yeah, I mean, Genie could do a bunch of other things, but I guess he's going to do this thing. I was a little unclear on what is Genie's deal in this game, because I know that he's not Aladdin's Genie anymore, but he really seems like he couldn't possibly give a shit. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't hang out. He's not part of the team. They're not like, oh, Genie, Jafar is back. Can you help us? He's just like, oh, let me get rid of that sandstorm. And then he just leaves. Well, it's like he thinks certain things are beneath him now. Like, even the even the sandstorm was beneath him, apparently. Yeah, he's but, like, why don't, you, why don't you give me something harder next time? Yeah. I, I, I would say, hey, we have something potentially harder. Jafar is back. Want to help? <laughs> nope, gotta go. No, Genie's only for removing sandstorms or maybe, like, three or four heartless. <laughs> or someone's uh, market stall getting knocked over. Right. Right, yeah, he can do that too. So, uh, they go to the ruins, Sora flies around on the magic carpet for this part, and he fights, like, Water Jafar or some shit, I don't know, I I always hated this part, it's stupid and boring. Uh, blah 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 blah, they go inside the ruins, but there's no Jafar, and Iago, he's very jumpy, and they're like, Iago, what's going on? And he says, I'm sorry, Jafar, he's so menacing and so scary, he wanted me to lead you here while he attacks the palace. No! <gasps> I thought Iago was nice forever. Me too. And then he accidentally knocks a jar off a pedestal and the building starts shaking. Because it's like a running joke that he he knocks over pots. Yeah, and also that everything in Agrabah is rigged to a trap that makes the building explode. <laughs> That's just true. It's not even, like, a big, like, ornate jar. It's just a jar that he knocks over, and the building starts to collapse. They have to fly out on the carpet. There's another magic carpet flying sequence. It sucks. They go back to the city. This is the part where they talk to the merchant, and they say, hey, what happened? And he says, well, I was rooting around in the palace looking for treasure to steal. I mean, borrow. I mean, borrow. And I heard a voice coming from this lamp, claiming to be the true sultan trapped in the lamp by villains. So I, he convinced me that it would be the right thing to do to free him from the lamp. Unclear whether he's completely making this up. It doesn't ultimately matter. I think he's probably full of shit. It's definitely a weird lie. But they say, well, did Jafar, Jafar must have been the one who gave you all the treasure. And he says, no, it was a man in a black coat. What? What? Why? He says that a man in a black coat gave him all of that treasure to get him to keep his mouth shut because what he didn't want is for some some heroes to show up and defeat Jafar before he could become a heartless. So the organization member said, here's the treasure, just keep your mouth shut, don't worry about it, I'll come back later and take care of him myself. The organization's really bad at their jobs. They are. Now, the question is, who was this? Because in days, Roxas scouts out Agrabah with Zigbar. That sounds like a Zigbar move. However, I think it's way funnier to imagine that Luxord has a massive treasure hoard from all of his gambling victories. That's true, because that, that was my question. I'm like, the organization has access to treasure? Treasure? Maybe... Maybe Zigbar stole it from the palace? Maybe. I really want to imagine that it was just Luxord being like, 
Oh, whatever. Take one of my piles of gold. See if I care. <laughs> we will never find out, though, unfortunately. It, it does not come up again. Right. Um, we go to the palace gates. Speaking of them trying to keep things contained to a small number of rooms... <laughs> Jasmine is just inexplicably, like, chained to the gate of the palace? Ah, uh, magic genie, uh, chains. I guess so. And Jafar, blah, 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 you will be my wife, etc. And she says, uh-uh, and he says, yeah And then the others arrive. Uh, Jafar sees that Iago has betrayed him and helped the others. So he... He thinks about shooting Iago with a gun, but then he changes his mind, and he shoots Aladdin, and Iago jumps in front of the laser and dies. Yeah, I I was like, I don't think Iago's dead, but sure looks dead. No, he's not, but it was very funny to see him take a bullet for Aladdin. It is very funny. Also, why isn't Jafar able to shoot lethal beams? That's true. He couldn't kill a bird. Couldn't kill a bird? What was he going to do to Aladdin? Ow! Ow! Oh! Hey! <laughs> Genie, help! No! Yeah, ah, jeez! He just, like, shot him with, like, a rubber band or something. <laughs> uh, the boss fight is kind of cool because he goes Genie mode and he's, like, flying, like, a hundred feet above the city. So you're, like, up in the sky, which is fun. That's cool. Uh, but you're on the magic carpet, which sucks. Um, right. When Jafar explodes to death... Sora tells him, don't mess with street rats. You're not a street rat, Sora. I mean, I guess technically he's been homeless for over a year now. He's more of a beach bum. <laughs> he is more of a beach bum. <laughs> don't, mess with, don't mess with beach bums, brah. <laughs> it, I, it really feels like Sora is in no position to be saying this. Yeah, I, I guess he's just building up his friend, Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with Aladdin. Yeah. Uh, Genie pops up, and this is where he's like, Oh, man, you fought him without me! And Sora's like, Well, hey, we have a very special job for a very special guy. You get to clean the city! Yeah, and Genie says a weird line about, Why not ask me to build a freeway? Yeah, he's doing his thing. He's like, Oh, you want a swimming pool? What do you want? They're like, Just normal, please. And he's like, Ugh. But he does fix the city up. But this is where I do think he's an evil genie, because a good genie would build public transit or something, not a freeway. That's true. That's true. He's like, hey, can I can I improve the city? I mean, a freeway wouldn't be better, but he's offering swimming pools and such. That'd be fun. That would be great. I feel like they would love a swimming pool. pool. Why not? Yeah. Why did they tell him no? That's fucked up. Uh, So Sora goes and talks to Iago, who is fine. And he says, (laughs) this part was weird. He's like, Iago, be good while I'm gone. And Iago says, well, Sora, I want to be a good friend, but Genie can do all this amazing stuff, and I can't do anything for Aladdin. Since when is Iago, like, concerned, like, he has an inferiority complex because of Genie? Yeah, I guess it's more that his only examples for relationships are quid pro quo relationships, and he's like, I have nothing to offer other than yeah, scheming. Yeah, true, and Sora's like... Iago, friendship isn't about doing stuff for each other, which is ironic for Sora to say, because all he does is do stuff for people. (laughs) Yeah, it's the only way Sora shows love, yeah. He says, it's not about doing stuff for people, it's about having fun hanging out together. It's about being a bro. (laughs) And Aladdin says, what do you guys do for fun? And Donald and Goofy demonstrate the silly face jutsu. 
I'm glad Len's like, yeah, that sucks. I, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, Len's just like, okay, that's not really what I meant. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mean faces you make to make your ship go. <laughs> we power our ship! <laughs> that's what we do for fun. I mean, they really... Aladdin's right, though. What do... I think that he was, I think that was a rhetorical question. What do you guys do for fun? All you do is go around doing stuff for people that you are trying to be friends with. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's their idea of fun. You got to take some time for yourselves. Do some mini games. Oh, yeah. Please do more mini games. We all want Let more Donald and Goofy games. into the Hundred Acre Wood. Let Donald and Goofy ride a skateboard. <laughs> Why can't they ride a skateboard? It's fucked up. Yeah. I would love to hear Donald's webbed feet softly padding on the sidewalk as he propels himself on the skateboard. I want to see Donald jump 30 feet in the air to deliver some mail. <laughs> and we know that Goofy can do a hay on plant. Whoa. And Donald Duck, of course, can do a Christ hair. <laughs> hmm. Have I talked about the Goofy skateboarding video game on this podcast? No. How no. has that not come up? No, what? Oh my god, I had this game as a kid. It was called like Goofy's Extreme like Extremely Goofy Skateboarding oh, or yeah, something I'm, like that. I'm, I'm seeing it. Yeah, it's Goofy and Max. And Max skateboards like in a cool way, but Goofy does silly skateboarding. Is this like a goes, Wii game? So like Wii game or something? What am I? Oh god, I think it was like PS. Oh, it's a P- it's a PC game apparently. Oh, the other version. Oh, okay. Wow, he skateboards very slowly, from what I can see. Yeah the the thing that always stuck with me about his hand plant though is that he doesn't do a hand plant. He like goes up to the rim of the of the ramp or whatever it's called, and he like balances himself upside down on his board. Like his board is like standing on end, and he's doing a handstand on the board, which is way harder than a hand plant, I would imagine. That's a pretty good move. That's incredible. Was this like? Did this like come inside of a Happy Meal or something? This I thing, honestly think it came in a box of cereal. That makes a lot of sense from what I'm looking at here. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised I never brought it up on this podcast. I, I thought that I had. Yeah. Oh, and it's very clearly... Okay, like, you had the knockover trash cans. Like, it's very much like a very, very, very shitty Tony Hawk clone. Okay. Oh, yeah. I I didn't like it as much as Tony Hawk, but I d- it did always make me laugh when he said, Hey, young plant. Hey, young plant. I mean, this is what happens in the Extremely Goofy movie, so it attracts. There you go. Haven't seen it. Uh... <laughs> Iago starts, like, being really dramatic about how injured he is, and Goofy is, like, following him, like, ready to catch him if he falls, I think, is what's going on here. Yeah, that sounds The important thing is that Iago leads Goofy crashing into a market stall. (laughs) And then Genie pops up and is like, oh, you you need fixing? This is my time to shine. I'm gonna do my wacky Genie thing that I wanted to do earlier. A light shower of glitter. Yeah, it's weird. He's like, I can't hold it in anymore. And then there's glitter everywhere. It's very weird. Is that... Did he... I think he might have, yeah. I don't want to say it. I don't want to either. All right. We know what what he did. It's not that kind of podcast. (laughs) For once. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll say it next week. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Aladdin thanks them for their help, and he says, you'll find your friends soon. That's Agrabah. The end. The end. Yeah, Agrabah kind of sucked. Uh, Olympus Coliseum kind of sucked. Beast Castle was all right. 
Peace Castle's all right. Mulan, Mulan's also kind of sucked, actually. I remembered it being better. Might be good to play. I mean, again, that's the thing. You know, we're just watching it. We're not playing it. So it's it's not exactly the same. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I think if I remember correctly, our next three are going to be pretty good. Because Port Royal, I mean, the entire plot of Pirates of the Caribbean was condensed into the first one. Well, yeah, now we're going to do Pirates 2. Yeah, we're going to... No, Pirates 2. No Pirates 2. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 has a horrible amalgamation of uh, Pirates 2 and 3, as I recall. Uh, and I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, Those two movies yeah. run together for me in my mind, so that, that'll that'll work for me, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh We've got Halloween Town, which is going to be all original, I assume. And Pride Lands, I remember fairly well, and I think it's good. Okay. So I think we'll have three good ones next week. Okay. That's exciting. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be on the week after that. We're going back to Tron. And then it's all pretty much straight through to the end of the game from there. I'm excited to see Tron. Yeah, I think I think we got three more episodes on Kingdom Hearts after this one. Wow. And then and we'll move on to Birth by Sleep, which I'm still not quite sure how I want to tackle it, but we'll get there when we get there. Okay. This is Wishes Duck. This is Wishes Duck. A segment where we try to sound like Donald Duck. I've been. <laughs> I started reading uh, the old original run of Fantastic Four comics after we finished our uh, Fantastic Four uh, episode on Zero to Zero. Oh, what, what did you think of the ending? God, it was shit. Yeah. It was... I I really couldn't believe how bad it was. Yeah. I mean, I think it's... You know, the thing is, when you've got a really cool villain like Galactus, you should just not do that villain. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can... I posted a few screenshots of some panels. I'm trying to see if they say any funny shit that I can say in Donald Duck voice. Oh, okay. Here, I'll I'll, I'll try this one. Oh god, this is too many words. Wow, that's really good. The reason you cannot see is you are blinded by the glare from the Valley of Diamonds. Okay, well I'm also going to say all that and it's going to be perfect. And Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I haven't done this in like since last time, so here we go. You got some of it. I did. What was that? I'm the mole man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic Four comics are ridiculous. Yeah, comics are silly. They're very silly. Uh, I didn't expect uh, there to be an offhand mention from Reed Richards where he's just like, I will hypnotize the villains to forgetting that they're villains. He should do that more often. (laughs) He should do that more often. (laughs) So check out Fantastic Four issue two to watch Reed Richards hypnotize some scrolls. Is it with a little like thing he pulls out of his pocket and tells no, him we don't very even sleepy? see him do it. He just says he's gonna do it, and then it cuts to it having been done. Oh, that's a disappointing. Yeah, 
I, the comics are not good, but they are interesting, if nothing else. I, I do like seeing Reed Richards be a tire on a car. Oh my god, this is the one where he becomes the tire of a car. You see this one where there's four panels and none of them have any background. I did see that, yeah. Jack Kirby ran out of time. Sorry. By the way, that, that guy has the keyblade power of turning the key into a machine gun. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, that's Miracle Man. He turns a key into a gun. He'll be in Kingdom Hearts 4. Okay, no joke though. Kingdom Hearts, I think it's 3, introduces the concept of keyblade transformations, and Sora does have one where he can turn a key into a gun. Well, they knew it in the 60s, you know? They knew it was a good idea, (laughs) and here we are now. Oh my god, Miracle Man will be in Kingdom Hearts 4. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. That's We're it. on co-host. It sounds about light. We're on Twitter. It sounds about light. I'm on co-host at positive stress. I'm on co-host at Achilles Achilles. Uh, on zero to zero, we just finished Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. I think I was legitimately forgetting the title of it a minute ago. <laughs> uh, next week we're starting Blade Trinity. Um, it's a bad movie. Woo! Uh, on Doctor Huh. We are going to be watching our first Two Doctor episode. It's the 50th anniversary special, The Day of the Doctor, which I think people say is a good one. Okay. So I'm I'm excited for that. I'm not excited for it being like 80 minutes long, but you know. Oof. Yeah. That's life. It is it's life. 80 minutes long. Well, now you have a three hour podcast. What a nice change of pace. <laughs> People are always saying I'm not long-winded enough. No, no, definitely not. Uh, do you have any F pluses? I know that you don't. I, I don't. I'm caught up. I'm not caught up. I, I know what the <laughs> last one is. <laughs> I will never get caught up on the F plus. Okay. You're just always one behind? Oh, I'm. there's like a backlog of a hundred fucking thousand episodes that I'm not going to listen to. Oh, okay, got it. I w- this is not relevant to this podcast, but I used to work back through the the F plus catalog. Then I got to, and I said, "Well, that's that." Oh, I see. You, so ends my quest. So there's just old ones you won't listen to. I see. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I think Lemon even tells you to do that to not listen to old ones. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh that's it uh we're on noise space uh dot xyz where you can listen to other podcasts comrade radio the wonder yerks the island shuffle and more check them out do it don't be a beach bum be a street rat in terms of listening to podcasts that is the hierarchy of listening to podcasts (laughs) and like we say at the end of every episode in a voice that gets better every time Oh no. Keyblade. Keyblade. I scared myself with that one. <laughs> My strong music. Hey, did you see the look on Belle's face when she grabbed that rose? <laughs> yup, she sure was having fun, all right. She's rather unique, isn't she? 
always ready for a little adventure. The two of them do seem made for each other. Yeah, they sure do.